prayer, I begin to pray in your holy tongue. God, we accept you into our hearts. We accept you into our lives as the Lord, as the Savior, as the one who can take away all pain, the one who can destroy all diseases in our life, the one who brings peace to the chaos, the one who conquers all fear, who conquered death. We ask, Father God, to create in us a clean heart. Create in us a right spirit. So that the old man, the old woman, would die. And we would no longer identify ourselves with, with sin. That we can be in right standing with you. 
set apart for your glory. Set us apart, God, for your glory. Create in us a clean heart. Renew in us a right spirit, Father God, so that we can chase fervently after you. That nothing could distract us from chasing after you and giving you glory. That nothing can hinder us from chasing after you and giving you glory. Let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. In your sight, not just in the sight of other believers, Father God. Not just in the sight of the pastor or the leaders, Father God. But in your sight, when we're at home, when we're in our dark time, when we're in our secret place, Father God. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in you. Renew our minds, Father God. Transform our lives, Father God so that we can be vessels for your glory, Father God. So that we can bring belief to the unbeliever, Father God. And introduce them to the Savior, Jesus, who died so that we could live. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor, all the glory. And we thank you, God for always being with us, for always taking care of us, when we don't even notice you're taking care of us, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Amen, church. Thank you for joining us today. And, um, I don't know, as the last couple weeks, it's almost seemed, um, in our family, in our, in my family, there's been a lot of um, sickness. Um, a lot of my relatives um, have been in the hospital. Um, not from coronavirus. Um, thank God that they didn't have coronavirus. But I just, God was just showing me in worship um, different people that the enemy's trying to attack us, trying to steal our joy, um, trying to attack us in different areas of our life. It could be health, it could be our finances, it could be our job. Um, I was recently let go of my company that I've been with for almost nine years. And it's almost like God was just reminding me in worship that, you know, the enemy's going to try to steal our joy. He's going to try to distract us from the ultimate goal. He's going to try to distract us from Jesus. He's going to try to distract us to put doubt in our mind, to put fear in our, in our thoughts, um, to try all these different tactics. And God was just reminding me that, no, the enemy has no hold on us. And the enemy has no hold on your family. The enemy has no hold on your children. The enemy has no place in your life. And today, I just feel like there's so many people going through so many different trials, so many circumstances. And, you know, something's coming from the left, something's coming from the right. And God today was just reminding me that we need to keep focus as Christians. We can't look to the right. We can't look to the left. We need to keep focused because the enemy's going to try, but he's not going to succeed because we know who our Savior is. We know who our hope is. We know who our provider is. We know who our healer is. We know who our almighty God is, and he is everything to us. And yesterday, as I was um, cleaning my desk, um, I had this uh, reminder it was always on my bulletin. And I'm going to read this prayer um, to everyone. And it says, I said a prayer for you today. 
I ask the Lord to give you joy and confidence. Remember that God is with you on every step of your journey. Your dreams are safe with him. And if you guys all want to go to Psalms 94 19. So that's Psalms 94 19. And it says, when doubt fills your mind, when doubt fills my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And I just wanted to read that to all of us because in this time, don't allow doubt to fill your mind. Don't allow those things of the enemy to try to come into your mind or your house because God has given us comfort. He has renewed our hope and our cheer and our joy. And I just wanted to just encourage everyone that if you're going through a circumstance, if you're going through something and you're getting hit um, from the side that you weren't expecting, I, we weren't expecting this, but God is so, so good to us that we do not lack. We don't lack in any area of our life. We trust, not knowing what is going to happen in the future, but we stand on his word and his promises and we trust him. We do not allow any fear to come into our minds or our house, any sickness, any doubt, anything that is not of him because that is of the enemy. And we are children of God. We are his, we're seated at the right hand through Christ Jesus. And I just want to remind you, if you're going through something, don't lose your joy, don't lose your cheer, don't lose um, your focus on Christ and the promises and the dreams that he has given you. Because if you had a dream from years ago or you had a promise that God showed you years ago, don't forget about that. Hold on tight to that because God is, he makes all of that happen. And when we try to put things in our own control and when we try to plan things out and we try to, oh, this is going to happen this month. I'm going to try to do this. No, it's not going to happen. We have to give it all to Christ. We have to give it all to God because his plans are higher. Sometimes we don't understand what's going on, but he does. And his plans are always good for us. And I, that's something that I just wanted to share with everyone. I just felt that in my heart that don't allow the enemy to come into your mind or your house or your family. We stand together and he's going to bring confidence and joy. And he's with us every step of our journey. You know, just something that popped into my spirit when I looked down at my Bible was Psalms 95. And uh, for me, it, as I was kind of skimming at, looking at it, and I'm somewhat familiar with it, I, I see how it's uh, a great guide for us Christians. And I, I'm, I'm going to read it in Psalms 95. It's only uh, like 11 verses. But it says, Come, let us shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumph, triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly to him in song. Now, again, I, I call this a guide um, because it's, there's some instruction there and it's teaching us how to approach God. You know, we're back at church and I, I love our church because we do this, you know. Um, it's so weird over this time of uh, COVID-19 
worshiping to an empty church. It was unique and special in its own way, right? Um, it kind of reminded me of my time with him. But there's nothing like being in a room with believers and with people of faith um, shouting and singing to God. As a worship leader, it's something that I almost rely on. I don't rely on it, but I, I draw, I pull all of whatever's in me. It adds to it. Sometimes I'm discouraged when I'm leading worship. Sometimes I'm frustrated or angry when, I'm, when I get up on that stage and I have to always go before God and say, Hey God, I don't want to offer anything to you with anything bad in my heart. And sometimes it's a bit of a process as we're going through a set. Um, and then, but, but it's when I really uh, tune in to the atmosphere around me, when I see people entering into the presence of God and crying out before God, I'm encouraged. And it gives me a, a, a drive to go further and worship. So that's, that's that. Verse 3, For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods, the depths of the earth are in his hands, and the mountains peaks, the mountain peaks are his. The sea is his, he made it. His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. And so, how do we approach God? We worship him and we bow down. We shout for joy. We sing His praises. But then, then comes a warning. And right here, the psalmist is referring um, to the, the Israelites when they were released from Egypt. It says in verse, um, in verse 8, Today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts. As at Meribah, as on the day of Massa, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was disgusted with that generation. I said, where? I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest. And I feel so uh, conflicted sometimes talking like this because... Even though I'm citing the Word of God, it's not comfortable. And it's it's difficult to come and tell you, hey, there's a lot of blessings, but if you mess up, there's a lot that you can miss out on. And maybe what you're facing is a result of that, right? It's not easy for me, at least, to just say that to anybody. Um, but there's a part of me that says, hey, if I see a person walking down a dark alley and I know that there's some bad people over there looking to get beat up, I better say something. If they decide to go, regardless, at least I did my part. And so that's where I find the courage to speak to anyone this way and say, you know what, we need to come before our Father, bowing down before Him because there's no one like Him. At the same time, because we're hearing His voice, don't harden your heart. Don't do what our ancestors did in turning to other gods and saying, ah, you, you did a miracle in my life, but I'm going to chase after this, this different life. And we, it's so easy for us to fall into that trap because what, look at what's around us. We're 
uh, seduced in our in our world. Everything is portraying seduction. Whether it's food, right? Whether it's traveling, whether it's another man or a woman, no matter what it is, whatever we watch on TV is trying to seduce us to fall out of alignment with God and look after those things. We look in the mirror and maybe we say, I want to look like that person does on my Instagram feed or on TV or so on so forth we look at the food that we eat and we have to you know i'm i'm guilty of this we love the way it looks and and we call ourselves foodies but are we crossing the line of gluttony are we crossing certain lines and kind of downplaying it and giving giving it these words so that it doesn't sound as bad god has so much for us but we have to discern in our lives when, um, where, where there is too much of something. Can't have too much of God. There's no such thing. Because He's ever-changing, right? He's ever-changing, he's, he's ever but at the same time, He's the same to yesterday, today, and forever. And so there's nothing that we can say, this is God. He says, I am. Right? What does that mean? He is whatever He wants to be. And so, in our lives, we have to sit and discern and look at our, and, and really put ourselves under a magnifying glass and say, what am I doing wrong? You know, not to beat yourself up. Never to beat yourself up because that's not what Jesus died for. He gave us eyes to see, ears to hear. And sometimes when we worship other gods, which really means devoting all of our attention to those things, we become like those things. The Bible talks about you become what you worship. And, and it's referring to the people that were worshiping these statues. And, and it said they have eyes. Those statues have eyes, but they don't see anything. Those statues have ears, but they don't hear anything. Those statues have mouths, but they cannot say anything. So will you be. You'll have eyes, but you won't see. You'll have ears, but you won't hear. And you'll have a mouth, but you won't speak. And I, and I really was quickened in worship today. Create in me a clean heart, God. Because we need to align our motives, our attention, everything about us with God. We're doing all kinds of work on our house. And I personally have to battle this idea of, am I building a house this way so that I can look good in your eyes or in my neighbor's eyes or in whoever's eyes or am I building this house to be excellent so that I can use it for God's glory it's a fine line that I'm battling that I'm personally battling and each one of us has something that we're faced with what what is what is our what are our efforts producing are we giving God glory or are we, are we receiving glory? Are we really good at a job so we can turn around and be like, yep, that was me. I did all that. Or are we doing really good at our jobs so that we can say, God, that's for you. Are we really good parents so that we can look like really good parents in the eyes of our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our friends? Or are we really good parents because we're saying, God, I'm doing this unto you. So just identify it in your life, whatever it is. Um, 
so that we can be righteous. It's not impossible, but it takes work, and it takes some hard decisions sometimes. It takes really confronting yourself. So let's pray. Father God, I pray right now for a grace in our lives to be able to identify the things that we need to refocus our efforts and attention on. Father God, let us not become worldly, Father God. Let us not become out of line with your word and with your spirit, Father God. Let us be in line, Father God. Give us discernment in our own lives to identify the things that we say that we shouldn't, the things that we think that we shouldn't, the things, the places that we go that we shouldn't, Father God. And give us wisdom on how to approach every situation, God. Give us wisdom on, and give us the words to speak to the unbeliever. Give us words to speak to those that deny and defy you, Lord. Give us wisdom to speak to our spouse, speak to our children, Father God, speak to our family members, Father God, so that at the end of the day, they will see the glory of God in us, Father God, and that you would receive all that glory, Father God, so that we can cast crowns at your feet on that day that we get to heaven, Father God. Father God, let us be strong and courageous, Father God. Give us the mercy, Father God, that you have for today. We receive the mercy that you've given for today. We love you. We thank you, Father God. And Father God, I pray a blessing on each person watching, Father God, that their home would be filled with your presence. That generation after generation after generation after generation would seek after righteousness. Righteousness. 